How's it hanging? How's it happening? Because you guys know who this is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. It is Thursday, the 8th of September. September. Oh, yeah. And we got one hell of an episode for you today. A little bit of a quick hitter, but trust me, there's a lot of great stuff in this one. And you guys know whenever I bring guests in the podcast that really their musical style is a little bit different than usually what I go for. These conversations just turn out to be some of the best ones ever. And this one, <laughs> no exception. This one definitely really turned into it. Oh, yeah. Before we get started, I want to thank support for this podcast. So first things first, let's just start out with it. I want to thank support for this podcast. It's sponsored by Manscaped, the best in below the belt care for all you guys out there. Because, well, you take care of your body. You take care of your face. You take care of your arms if you work out. Yeah. You want to take care of your boys down there. You want to make sure that everything there is clean, spick, span, smooth, and healthy. And that's where Manscaped comes in because they make sure you're spick, span, clean, smooth, and healthy down there. For me, my favorite thing they have is the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. During the pandemic in 2020, during the shutdown, when nothing was open, I had to, you know, get my cardio in somehow. So I was always running and biking. I got big legs, so, oh man, chafing was a... If you ask me. And like I'd be walking around just to try and like walk around and not hurt. Like Yosemite Sam, like bow-legged, like this town ain't big enough for the tubus. But all of a sudden I started using Manscaped's anti-chafing ball deodorant called the Crop Preserver. And my God, that just made the chafing go away. It was beautiful. It was awesome. And I still use it to this day. And I go to consulate, I mosh a lot like crazy. I mean, I never stop. So you want to just make sure you guys are not chafing down there as much as me? Oh, yeah. Crown Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant from Manscaped. So, how about this? Go to manscaped.com and order yours now. And get 20% off and free shipping by using the code CPP at checkout at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. Link description to the podcast. Go check it out. We are also sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Music Festival happening in Las Vegas, Nevada, October 20th and 21st. Memes in the Dreams, Pancakes in the Pit. And you guys know we're big on this festival. We've been supporting this thing since day one. We had Will and Mal from the uh, festival on the podcast talk about it back in April, right before the announcement of the lineup was starting to come out. And my God, look at that lineup right now. We've had bands in the podcast from that lineup, such as Modern Day Escape, Varsity, Outlier, Along Came a Spider, Saving Vice. God, who am I missing? Palisades. I'm always missing Palisades. Secondhand Serenade, who's headlining day two. Tickle Me Pink. The original lamp of a Skyland Drive. Oh, yeah. The Medic Droid and more to come. What? Yeah, I said that. You want to be a part of this festival. If you miss Warp Tour, this will give you those Warp Tour vibes. So come join us. When We Were Hungry Festival, Las Vegas, Nevada, October 20th and 21st, 2022. Tickets on sale now at Links in the description of the podcast. Come join us. Let's have some fun. Now it's time for a feature presentation. So, all pop, pop rock, alternative rock. Kind of all fits within there, but this band is called Eat Your Heart Out, and they have a brand new album called Can't Stay Forever coming out on September 9th. And I got to talk to the lead singer, Caitlin, on this podcast. We got to talk about a little bit about the album. We talk about the album release process. We talk about their song, Sour. But that's when things really take a turn for the interesting, where we start talking about MySpace, 
TikTok, and how they're oddly connected in a way when it comes to music discovery, music exposure. And then we start to brainstorm some ideas of how can we use TikTok to build an even larger audience for Rock and Metal now? Like, what can we do with an album release? Like, there's a lot of ideas floating through here. You're not going to miss out on any of it. So please give a welcome to Caitlin from Eat Your Heart Out to the Core Progression Podcast. Are you guys ready for this one? This one's fun. <clears throat> Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. If you guys have watched anything with the podcast, listen to anything of the podcast, you know the bands I love to bring on. You know I love my punk rock, my hard rock, my metal, my metalcore especially. But there are times where I like to venture out a little bit because you always like to get different perspectives on things, learn a little bit more about some other music that's going on out there. And if it's good, you know, I want to talk about it because you never know the kind of conversations we have. Sometimes they get to be fantastic. So talking today, we have a band with their brand new album called Can't Stay Forever coming out on September 9th. They've been called alt-pop, alt-rock, pop-rock, a lot of different things in there. So can you really put them in a genre? Yeah, probably not. But now you got an idea of potentially where you're going to be in when you're listening to this album. So please welcome all the way from Australia, Caitlin from the band Eat Your Heart Out to the podcast. So Caitlin, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, that was awesome. That was the, I feel like the nicest way I've ever been introduced. So... <laughs> Hey, if I'm gonna Thank inter- you. Oh, you're very welcome. If I'm gonna introduce you on this podcast, I gotta do it with like that ultimate hype man energy. Like, you know, I, I gotta get people interested and in not only listen to the podcast, but all of a sudden it's like, oh shoot, like that's the kind of intro th- that this guest is getting. Alrighty, now we A gotta listen to this, but also we're gonna have to listen to everything they came out with because if this is the type of intro we're getting, my <laughs> god, what can we expect from the album and what can we expect from the rest of the music is already out? It's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love the energy. Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. So how is everything going on, like, you know, in your world right now, over in Australia, especially running up to the new album about to release? So how's everything been so far kind of around your world at this point in time? Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I mean, it's been busy. Um, a lot of, yeah, just a lot of, you know, the behind the scenes stuff when an album's coming out, like you know, music videos and talking to people about the record and just getting all that stuff done. So yeah, it's been really busy, but it's been really exciting because we're all very, very excited for this record to come out. Um, we're very proud of it. And yeah, so excited that we're only now like, I think three weeks out from it being out in the world. It's great. Oh, absolutely. And by the time this episode comes out, trust us, we're going to be a lot closer to that <laughs> release as well. But kind of thinking about it as well, you're saying you're, you know, you're really busy with everything around the album release, shooting those music videos, doing as much press for it as possible, really making sure that when you release the brand new album, of course, again, want to reiterate called Can't Stay Forever. When that album comes out, you want to make sure that all the hard work that you put into making this album is, you know, represented in everything that you put out there right now to try and promote so that when the day of that release comes out, you know, everybody's aware of it and everyone gets into it. And all that work I know has to be just, you know, takes a toll it's exhausting but when it's something that really comes from like the passion of the project that you're working on the passion of the music that you're working on it's like that busy is a good kind of busy in a way because you're doing it for yourself you're doing it for your passion you're doing it for what you love yes that's so true um i think is that the expression of a labor of love i think that's appropriate for um for band stuff because yeah, it's, it is busy, but it's, it's great kind of busy. It's like my favorite kind of busy because yeah, it's, it's everything that you work towards. And then you finally get to put this like thing that you created out in the world. Um, 
and yeah, you just want, you know, hopefully as many people as possible to, to listen to it and to enjoy it. So yeah, you do as much as you can to, to hopefully have it, have it reach as many people as possible. So yeah, it's great. It's, it's busy, but it's good, busy, exciting, busy. And I mean, I, I totally understand that as well. Cause like I said beforehand, before we start, once I get in these podcasts, all of a sudden I see the, whoever guests I have come in, like in this case, it's yourself. It's like, if my brain is like, uh, I'm kind of had a bad day. All of a sudden it's like, whoop, okay, here we go now we're ready. And that's where we get, you know, the hype man style intro that we had just like, let's go. So jumping a little bit more into the album so far, you know, with the couple of singles that are out right now, what have been some of the reactions that you've seen, not only from, you know, friends and family, people close to the band, but also, you know, people on social media or just other people in the music scene. So what has been the reaction from not only just like the singles, but people who may have already released or listened, I say, listened to the album so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been uh, all really, really positive so far. So like, um, you know, everyone that's heard the, uh, the new singles online, like it's just been overwhelmingly positive reaction. Um, and everyone that's heard, like our friends and family that have heard the whole record are all really, really stoked, which I mean, sometimes you're like, are you just saying that you like it? Cause you're my friend. Like, would you really tell me, you know, if you didn't like it, but <laughs> I trust them. I trust they would, but yeah. So people have been really enjoying it. I think in like the first couple of singles were all sort of ones that we, we're not very good at like making these decisions on our own. So we usually do ask, you know, like our management and like the label and like friends that have heard the record, like, you know, which song stands out to you as, as you know, what, what do you think you would like to hear as a single? So that's pretty much how a lot of them were. Well, all of them were chosen was like getting those opinions from everybody and um, making the choice that way. So yeah, it's collaborative in that way, but, to answer the original question, it's been very positive and it's very exciting and it makes us feel very happy that people are enjoying it so far. Well, it has to make you feel good because again, like you said, the labor of love thing, this is your passion. This is you putting like, especially as a band, everybody's emotions into this, putting everything out there to express every single message, every single meaning that these songs have to everybody. So if people are really picking up on that, not just family and friends, but of course, you know, the label that you're working with, with other people around there that may, may or may not have like as close of a relationship with you personally. So it kind of like, especially cause I'm thinking about too, like friends and family, when I show them some stuff at times is, you know, if they really like it, they'll tell me they like it. Sometimes they don't like, they're like, Oh, we're going to tell you like it. It's good to be nice. But when you're getting that, like we're really enjoying this from all different levels of the, of the spectrum from, you know, friends and family to the label to fans that you've never really met before, but are posting online about this stuff, putting comments on Facebook, on Instagram stuff, on TikTok, on the YouTube videos. It just adds up to really show that that this record and the music that you're making, it's not just people saying it's nice, it's good because they're trying to be nice. No, they're saying it in a genuine way, especially if everyone as a collective is really coming in and saying that exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I hope you're right. <laughs> Obviously, we're so like on the inside that it's like, that's what you want to hope is the case. But um, I feel like especially with, I know with the track Sour, my mum like texted me and she was like, I really love the new song. So I was like, I feel like if mum, you know, is on board and she's like, I love this, um, you know, she's always supportive, but specifically, you know, she's like, I really like this one song. So I'm like, that must be 
doing something right if, if mom's on board with that one. <laughs> oh, especially if she comes like goes out of her way to actually just straight up text you that instead of just like, oh, you got a new sign up. Can you send it to me so I can listen? No, she listened to it on her own and then just sent it to you right away. Like that says something else as well, where the like the actions are already in motion from her. It just stands out as more of this much more genuine thing from her. So it's got to make you feel good. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah, it's, um, it's just, yeah, sometimes it's like just wild to think about the fact that you make this art and then put it out there and then people like mm -hmm. listen to it. And then, I don't know, the whole thing sometimes is just like a bit mind-blowing. So when it's a positive reaction, it's amazing. It's all you can really ask for. Now, let me ask you this. When your mom texted you about Sour Saint, she liked it. Was there any like specific piece that she picked out of the song or any specific aspect of the song that she picked out was the thing that really had her latch on to it? Um, I don't, I don't remember actually. I think, I think she just said I really like the new song. Like, I think she said that she thinks it's really catchy. Like she likes, yeah, sort of how catchy it is. So yeah and i mean my parents would always like you know have a lot of music on so they love a good catchy song they can sing along to so i was like cool <laughs> if my mom would jam this then it must be kind of catchy <laughs> uh, totally understandable because i was looking to see uh, basically ask if what she potentially thought is like the thing that really brought her in and really like stuck stood out to her was what stood out to me when i looked through the listen to the track really looked through it really went through it to get a better understanding to see you know why was I drawn to this track at the same point in time as well? Especially with me basically liking any kind of music where all of a sudden someone goes Bleh! and in a mosh pit, I can slam into somebody. Like that's yeah, like that's my kind of thing. But when I was going through it, it was there were two things that really stuck out to the song Sour to me specifically, which really made it had more of that catchy kind of feel. And one was especially in the intro, it seemed like that guitar tone it had more of this like hi-fi kind of feel to really bring out a lot more of this like large wave of overall positive emotions in the song. So it's just really kind of had that catchy kind of vibe, but also bringing out this positivity in times where, you know, especially when I listen to music, a lot of people talk about very serious topics, have this talk about depression, suicidal tendencies, anxiety, uh, addiction, many different things around there. And I really get into that. But with this, I'm just like, there's some sort of like flowing wave of positivity with this guitar tone, especially in the intro. I'm like, I'm really starting to get into this. And then when your vocals came in, they kind of had this rather kind of consistent, but also smooth feel that kept up that positivity, but didn't like, like jump the shark in terms of going way over bounds. Like everything is awesome. Yay. No, they yeah. had this smooth feeling of bringing that positivity forward and you didn't go over the top. Like everything in the world is sunshine and rainbows, but in, but like the vocals kind of had this positivity to inspire continual hope that no matter where you are in life, life will get better when we start to forgive ourselves for, you know, things that we think are just really major in life. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I'm so mad about myself for doing that. I can never forgive myself. And the, you know, people don't even remember the, anything that you did around that. Like you're kind of, you're in your own box at that point. Yes, that's so true. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm really glad that you like, yeah, sort of like picked up on those vibes and, and enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, what you said at the last part, that's so true. That's just like something I'm always like reminding myself of, you know, when you're like laying in bed at night and just something embarrassing you did like seven years ago pops into your head and you're like, why do I still remember this? Like, I'm so sure no one else in the world remembers that I did this. Why am I holding on to this? <laughs> but, um, 
yeah yeah i think with sour it definitely has like a um a more poppy like like sweeter kind of sounding instrumental which is funny because it's called sour but it does have that kind of uplifting like poppier um sound but then i guess some like the lyrics are kind of like um juxtaposed to that like they are a little bit more they're not like the heaviest lyrics ever but they are a little bit more heavy so yeah it is kind of that really um uplifting sounding chorus um and the vocal melodies and stuff are quite uplifting but then yeah the lyrics are a little bit darker yeah because i kind of picked up on the lyrics as well the kind of a little bit of that darker feel but especially with the sound of having more of that like kind of poppier uplifting sound to it it takes those darker kind of feeling to the lyrics but also puts a different spin on them and kind of like i said you know like with the vocal tone, it didn't inspire this, like everything is awesome. It didn't make everything seem like it was, you know, sunshine and rainbows and people pooping out butterflies and eating lollipops all over the place. No, it kind of gave this feel of, you know, life never is perfect. It's not always sunshine and rainbows, but that positivity is inspiring hopes that we can better ourselves. And again, forgive ourselves for things that, you know, we feel that we are embarrassed about that. We just can't let go though. No one's ever going to remember them that we're laying in bed. Yeah. Like you said, like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. That's so embarrassing. That that ha probably happened in like 2007 and no one really remembers <laughs> anything that happened in 2007 anymore unless it involves MySpace or like My Chemical Romance. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully you didn't embarrass yourself on MySpace or at a MyChem show because then everybody will remember. <laughs> I'm pretty, but the, the other thing too is I'm pretty sure everybody embarrassed themselves on MySpace back in 2007 with a friend that was like, why am I? longer in your top eight we're not friends anymore yeah that is so true yeah my face overall like was the vibe but it was also like quite embarrassing like in itself so you're right um and i mean i kind of wish my face would make a comeback you know what i mean like i kind of feel like it's i just i feel like the it's the right time you know, I don't know. It's very, everything's very nostalgic lately. The way stuff's coming back in like pop punk in the scene. I'm waiting for MySpace to make its comeback, honestly. See, now I'm trying to like wrap my head around just that concept of MySpace coming back. And you do make a fantastic point with that nostalgia coming back, especially with pop punk becoming more prominent once again, emo becoming much more prominent once again. I mean, my chem announced like return shows back in 2019. And I mean, they constantly have to get rescheduled because of the pandemic, but now it's just, they're going to be happening and people are still losing their, your absolute like freaking minds over this stuff. And it's been three years. Hot Topics made a resurgence again, even though it's completely different than what it was like in 2007, 2008. You know, it's it's making its resurgence once again. But when it comes to MySpace, it's just, it had such this more like that, it had that kind of crash crude feel to it, especially being an earlier social media platform. But you take a look at the ones that are, you know, popular right now. Of course, you know, Facebook is still kind of like the hub of everything in a way, but mm. it's much more clean pops. Instagram, just everything focused in on images. Twitter is, tw Twitter's its own like animal. And then of course, <laughs> uh, TikTok. I'm, I mean, I'm showing my age right there by going, uh, TikTok. But when you go back to think about MySpace too, it kind of just, it really adds that nostalgic feel, but also just kind of brings back, I think another big key of it is it, especially from a, uh, platform standpoint think about how much music and how many bands really got like such a big start because of myspace because of what they're able to do and because 
every time you clicked on someone's profile, that song would start. And all of a sudden it's like, everyone's clicking on it. Okay. What's going to be the song. It's either going to be welcome to black parade or sugar. We're going down swinging. Or if you're someone like me, all of a sudden it was like the first Hollywood undead song that ever came out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. But that is a good point. Um, MySpace obviously, yeah, did a lot for music in that way. And I know that you said, oh, TikTok. I was the same. I've only recently got on there because for the band rollout, essentially, it was that classic thing where like, you know, the higher ups, like we have to be on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And now I actually do, um, I have started to enjoy it, but it's kind of the same in that way of like, you click on a video and you're like, what is this sound? And then you like, you know, go to the sound and you... You're like, oh, I found this new thing. So I never really thought about it that way, but it almost does have that like MySpace vibe of actually like bringing new sounds forward. Like obviously everyone knows songs go viral on TikTok and that's like the number one way to become like the biggest band in the world now is like get a viral song on TikTok. But yeah, it is kind of cool in that way that it almost has that element of like the MySpace music where you click on someone's video and you're like, oh, this is a new song I haven't heard. Maybe I'll put this on my profile. So, yeah, that's cool in that way how it's kind of come come full circle like that. But, yeah, TikTok is definitely an interesting place. It's kind of like the Wild West. There's, like, no rules on TikTok. You just do whatever you want, which is kind of cool, but it's also kind of scary. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool, but it's also scary and wacky mostly because, like, when it comes to, you know, especially just with every single platform, whether it was MySpace, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Everyone remembers Vine, especially if you're, you know, my age when Vine was popular. I was just in college at that point. So everyone, my roommate would stay up till four in the morning watching Vine on his phone. Then I'd wake up at like six in the morning. I have to go to class and you'd just be like, oh God, why just wake up? So I'm like, what time did you go to bed? 4 a.m. Dude, we, we shot flights at like 11.15. I was on Vine for like four and a half hours. Like, dude. Okay, whatever. We were kind of having fun with it. I mean, that fair point. enough. Yeah, Vine was great. Can't blame yeah. him. Yeah, but like kind of taking a look at that whole entire like audio and music aspect of it where kind of bringing it full circle, it does have that point to it where when it comes to TikTok, of course, that platform is going to have its very own style of like what videos hit, what videos really don't hit, what kind of content hits on there. For myself, I'm still trying to, you know, understand what's going to be the big thing and figure that out for the podcast, but yeah, it's could be going better, not going to lie. It's going to take some time, but I'll figure it out eventually. But when it comes to adding that sound to it, I have seen, you know, you have seen artists, you have seen bands that like, specifically more like the pop hip hop artists that have really gotten a big following, especially, you know, they have a song that goes viral on TikTok and then they kind of blow up from there. But I haven't really seen, and ever, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you or anyone that's watching or listening, if there has been like an artist that like had a song go viral on TikTok and then that kind of level of, you know, going viral and that level of newfound fandom and newfound attention, they were able to not only sustain it, but grow it like bands in the MySpace era had done. Like, again, Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, Hollywood Undead towards the end of the, uh, Black Veil Brides, just has really anyone had that time where they had a song go viral on TikTok and that was the thing that broke them out and then was able to sustain it going forward? Yeah, I mean, again, I could be wrong because I'm not the expert either, but I can't, I don't know anyone immediately off the top of my head that that's happened to. But I also feel like that's um kind of like one of the, it's a big difference, I think, now from like music back then. Like, 
like you're obviously the same like I listen to so much of that music still like it's like my go-to like it's you know it's my main kind of thing that I'll go back and listen to is like all that nostalgic sort of like emo music and it's obviously still sustained but I think the songs on like that get big on TikTok now obviously in like 10 years or so we'll see but it kind of feels like they do get massive for a moment but then they're gone because like our attention spans are so short now it's like they don't I don't know not necessarily because the music is any worse or anything but like they just don't have the same staying power as that music from back, you know, in the MySpace era. And I don't know if that is just because our attention spans are like that or just because that music for, like, sort of our generation specifically, like, holds such a special place that it just, like, it's always there. So I don't know. I don't think anyone has, again, I could be wrong, I don't think anyone has kind of hit that same level of, like, sustainable um you know like fame or whatever but who knows I guess in like 10 years time we'll we'll find out maybe there'll be like a wave of kids that were like teenagers now and they'll be like oh I love listening to this nostalgic music and it'll be like the viral top 50 from TikTok 2022 (laughs) yeah it'll it'll be the viral top 50 from TikTok 2022 at the same and then I'll be like Oh, I don't remember any of this stuff all of a sudden. All right, guys, I got to go. I'm going to see a date remembering concert. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yes. Mike Hammer finally playing those rescheduled dates. <laughs> I'm going to head out. <laughs> yeah, finally able to see him, you know, after like 11, after, what was it, like <laughs> six, seven years of not being a band and then 11 years of postponing the the, re- uh, the reunion shows. That's when we finally get to yeah. see them. But you do make a fantastic point where, like they just don't have that stain power anymore. It's kind of like a flash in the pan type thing. And it could be because there's so much other content out there. It's because, you know, the attention spans are shorter. So everything kind of blows up really quickly, but then it dies down because the next thing is coming out right away. And it's really hard to find a way to sustain that. But as an artist, it's, you know, you're not gonna be able to release a a brand new song that's gonna, you know, absolutely hit on TikTok every, you know, day or two for, you know, a month, unless, unless for, well, Actually, brings up an, an idea. What would happen if you had an album, say it was like 15 tracks long, and you released a new song every single two days, but you really focused in on like promoting it on TikTok. So you basically had a month of just like potential viral hits coming out. And then you mm-hmm. were in the zeitgeist for an entire month. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, we want to listen to the album. Well, you basically kind of had the whole album in a little bit of chunks through those little TikTok sounds that went viral. And now the whole entire album is here. And now you can listen to the whole entire thing. And now basically it's like the top 50 for 2022. You could have 15 of those 50 songs right there. That could be an opportunity, honestly. That could be. That would, I mean, that's honestly probably the way that it's going to go. Because a lot of people reckon, you know, like the album format is like dying. And that it's just going to become like singles for that exact sort of reason. So you can just kind of like really push them. But I don't know. I think that. I personally, I love, you know, an album. Like, I think that, you know, listening to albums front to back as they sort of were made is definitely a special kind of experience. So I hope that the album persists. But you could be onto something there. But that would be a lot of effort just to get, you know, all the tracks together. And then just it would kind of feel underwhelming, I think, to have them all out in like two weeks. Because I think that the rollout of a new record is 
it's like, as we were saying at the start, it's busy. It can be stressful, but it is exciting when you're kind of in that like couple of months where it's like rolling out and you're like, what's next? What's next? And then once the album's out, obviously that's exciting in itself because then you're like, what, like, you know, where do we get to play it live and all that sort of stuff. But it kind of can be a bit sad after it's out because you're like, this thing we've been working towards, like, it's done now. You know what I mean? you got to start looking at the next thing. But, yeah, so the point of that was I feel like if you did do that viral thing, it would maybe be very underwhelming. You'd get to the end of the two weeks and you'd be like, oh, I just put out all my music. What do I do now? I have to write the next one. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from there. And I understand where you're coming from with the album style as well, especially because as an artist, you put an album together, you put that track list together because you want people to listen to that in that specific order for a very specific reason to go through that emotional journey and through that whole entire message that you're trying to put across to the album in that order and really feel it. However, it also takes a look at, you know, us as rock and metal fans, we love albums. Like, we love to be able to still go through that. But when it comes to more of how music is consumed these days, it's just it's just not that case anymore. So it's how, the biggest question is, how can we both cater to both sides? How can we make sure that, you know, when an album comes out, it's like we still have that full-fledged feel of the full album release, but also potentially, what can we do to make sure that that social media side of things and the way attention is today and the way the music is consumed how can we absolutely hit on that and i still want to see if a band's going to be try that whole entire you know release a song on an album 15 song album release song every single two days and then have it try and go viral on tiktok and really push that song forward push that sound forward maybe one every three days so you get 45 days of it but it's just every single time now it's like okay you're, you might be listening to like, okay, going through discovery on TikTok and every single one has that new sound because something came up with it. Some, you collaborate with some creator, all of a sudden, next thing you know, boom, biggest album in the world for that year. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see it for sure. It would be a very interesting experiment. Um, so if anyone does do that, which I'm sure they probably will or have, I'd be very interested to see where it goes. But sorry, I feel like I've I've just hijacked this whole conversation talking about TikTok. I don't know how this came about. As I said, I'm not even that big of a TikTok fan. <laughs> well, it's because we're music fans and we tar it's kind of, we're talking about the, and we're talking about kind of, if we got into the whole entire MySpace thing and then we just got onto this. And this is what I love about these podcasts, and these conversations, just because we start out with the music and then it just kind of goes anywhere from there where we got to talk a little bit about Can't Say For, we got to talk about a little bit of the album process, how people were receiving it, talk a little bit about Sour and how we know it still ha it has a, such a positive vibe to it. But then all of a sudden now we got into like MySpace and TikTok and social media and how people are consuming music, which is absolutely wild. But if you think about it, I got to know so much more about kind of how your mind works and how your mind works around music and how you kind of seeing these things, especially from an artist perspective. That's what I love about this stuff because I, I, I don't know any other place that I could potentially get to, you know, have a conversation with this or hear these opinions unless I'm the one that brings them up. Yeah. I mean, that is very true. That is very true. Um, and I guess it is all pretty relevant because it is kind of how it's all going nowadays. So yeah, that's true. We did get here logically i think <laughs> we, we got here logically and that's the best way to do it and i know you got to get going so as we bring this podcast to conclusion caitlin one thing i like to do at the end of these podcasts to give you a chance to say whatever you want to say plug whatever you want to plug promote whatever and promote the other podcast so caitlin the floor is yours thank you um well yeah the main thing i want to say is just that we have a new record called can't stay forever coming out september 9th your fearless records we're very very excited we're very proud of it um 
so yeah, please, uh, if it's not already out when this podcast comes out, please go ahead and pre-save it because that really, really helps us. Or if it is out, please go and listen. Let us know what you think. Um, we love to chat to everyone online. So please, yeah, hit us up, whatever platform you use. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for, for having me. And hopefully we will get to see, you know, a lot a lot of people around the world um, over the next year and play some of the new songs off the new record. So we're very excited. Fantastically put. Now it's every man this podcast with three very specific things. So of course we've eat your heart out and they've got a brand new album coming out on September 9th called Can't Stay Forever. So you're gonna want to make sure you're in the know with this album. You want to make sure you're ready for when it releases and you're following along with Can't or uh with Eat Your Heart. I said Can't Stay Forever as a band name. There goes my dumbass, you know, comment for the day. Could have had a V8, all that good kind of stuff. Too many hits in the mosh pit. That's where I'm gonna, you know, say that that problem came from. But with Eat Your Heart Out. They're on social media. You're going to want to go follow me. You want to know when they release that album, especially maybe some other cool stuff that's coming along the way, maybe new, more shows. You never know. So you want to follow along with them. But you don't want to do all the work to have to look all this stuff up. You're just going to be like, Kevin, put the dang links in the description of the podcast. Put the labels there for us so we can just click on those links and just take it from there. Will you do that for us? And you guys know I do that every single time. So subscribe to the podcast. Find Eat Your Heart Out online. Links, labels, everything there. Go follow, listen, share, subscribe comment to everything just go follow this band just do it now caitlin it's time for number two so whatever i guess in the podcast i enjoy in the podcast i tend to make a certain promise to them as a way to say thank you for being on the podcast thank you for taking time to do the thing that i love the most which is this and as a way for me to continue to support the band and it never starts out with if if implies that this might not happen i start out with when when implies this is happening we just have no idea the day or the time yet but when I get to see Eat Your Heart Out perform live for the first time, whether it's in Australia, whether it's over here in the United States, or whether it's some other random place in the world that, you know, you might be playing, I might just be busy that day. Be like, oh shit, I got to go there. My promise to you is this. First round's on me. Oh, I love that. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get the second round. Um, you know, Australian, we're generous. So looking forward to it. That will Perfect. be very, very fun. And hopefully it's very soon. I'm hoping it's very soon. So as we bring this podcast to its actual conclusion, I cannot say goodbye because this conversation was awesome. I'd love to have you back on as a guest and I made that promise to you. So I can't say goodbye. That's too final. We're going to end it by saying this. I'll see you later. See you later. Well, well, folks, that was my interview with Caitlin from the band Eat Your Heart Out. Once again, their brand new album, Can't Stay Forever, comes out on September 9th. So this episode's coming out the day beforehand. So if you're listening to this episode on the day of the podcast release, go and pre-save, can't stay forever. If it is not the day of the podcast release, can't face, uh, can't stay forever is already out. So go and listen to it. Go to your favorite streaming platform and stream it or go download it. Go get some merch. Go support the band. They're all over social media. And once again, easiest way to go support the band and make sure you follow along with them on everything is go to the description of this podcast. See where it says, find Eat Your Heart Out online and all the links and labels will be there for you. Please also make sure you're, you know, following along with the Core Progression Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube because we put all the YouTube videos on there. We do all these podcast video style, but we also know you guys love to listen to stuff audio stream style. It's a podcast, right? So we're on Spotify, Podcast, iRadio, Amazon, and many, many, many other places. So go hit that subscribe button. And if you're already subscribed, Thank you. Thank you so very much for being subscribed to the podcast because this is what it means. Like I love doing this podcast and I love the fact that you guys are supporting it and it just keeps giving me energy. It keeps giving me the drive to keep going on this. 
and thank you for you know supporting the thing that I love the most, which is this podcast and music as well. If you are just subscribing now, then thank you for subscribing. Thank you for joining us. And, you know, I hope that you enjoy your time here. Be subscribed to the Core Progression Podcast. Let's have some fun. If you are not subscribed, you're like, yeah, I like Eat Your Heart Out. I like this podcast. I like the idea of it. But I just want to subscribe right now. First off, please reconsider. If you're like, yeah, I still am not going to subscribe right now. I still want to say thank you for stopping by anyway, for supporting the podcast on this episode, listening, watching it. And you're always welcome back to another episode whenever you may like because we're always here. We'd love to have you back. Also want to thank support for this podcast. First off, Manscaped, 20% off and free shipping code CPP at checkout. And remember, we are also sponsoring the One We Were Hungry Music Festival happening in Las Vegas, Nevada, October 20th and 21st, 2022. Get your tickets on WeWereHungryFestival.com. Link description of the podcast. Join us. Pancakes in the Pit, Memes in the Dreams. Ooh, yeah. Thank you, Caitlin, so very much for being on the podcast today. This conversation was fun as all hell. Next time, we're going to make sure we have a little bit longer time frame to work with because we have so much more that we could easily get into on this. And remember, make it over to the States or I'll make it over to Australia. And first round's on me. So on that note, that's going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!